welcome to the Squadcast. I hope you're having a, a really great day. It is a beautiful day outside today and uh, Jesus is alive, so all is good, all is well with the world, as far as I'm concerned anyway. Uh, we're here this morning with Sarah and myself, Michael, and we are going to be talking about, uh, well, a little bit from Sunday, Romans 12, um, and just some further thoughts from that and, and uh, we'll, we'll leave you with a couple of questions for you to discuss and bring up with your squads together and hopefully encourage one another to be more like Jesus. So I started on Sunday with a thought around simplicity. I think the the thing that's really on my heart at the moment is just really leaning into into simplicity. We we live in such a busy busy world, and uh, you know we can we can be so so distracted. And I, I just my heart is that we would capture this idea that the kingdom of heaven is truly the best way to live. And um, my concern is that the world is distracting us from that reality. And so we have a lot of counterfeit realities. We have, you know, social media being one of the biggest ones right now that is, you know, just a counterfeit for community, a counterfeit for um, interaction with one another. And uh, interestingly, I was talking to someone this week who has been off social media for for a while, and and he said uh, that uh, you know I think it's been about six or seven weeks for him and his wife. I've been off, and he said just in the last week or two, uh, it was like they just were so hungry for genuine interaction with people, and he realised that the that social media was kind of uh, in a counterfeit way fulfilling some of those needs but never enough to meet the deep longings but just enough that he didn't feel the need to have genuine community and um, and so that I, I guess it's uh, made me start to think you know even for myself I said on Sunday that that Ellie and I we don't we aren't people that particularly feel like we need um, community a lot and part of that's our personality type but also part of that could be, that we are getting some of those needs met falsely, yeah. you know, and so, um, so while we might be thinking that we're getting these needs met, they are actually potentially where we're getting our needs met is actually killing us slowly, yeah. rather than producing life, and I, I think that's the reality. I mean, you could sit down, uh, and you might relate to this, but I certainly do. I mean, I could sit down and watch YouTube or Netflix for hours and while I'm doing it feel okay mm. feel good kind of you know like I'm enjoying watching what I'm watching and that, and that kind of thing uh, but get up at the end of it feeling horrible you know I've got no energy and you know all of that stuff so, so it's almost like it's so deceptive that it, it, it feeds something in us but while it's feeding us is actually destroying us I mean, it's like I guess it's like fast food, isn't it? Like we can eat food that's sus- at one level is sustaining us, 
but slowly killing us. Yeah. Yeah, and it says in, in Romans 2, uh, 12 too, don't copy the behaviours and the customs of this world. The kingdom calls us to something Right, better. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think that there's this hard, the hardest transition potentially is from, is actually letting go of something that was meeting some needs mm-hmm. but wasn't actually, you know, wasn't actually nourishing our soul. Yeah but meeting some needs. And so going, I'm going to give up that uh, in the hope of, you know, crossing over into a, into a kingdom way of, yeah. of life. You think, you know, Facebook's been around since, what, like 2007-ish? Yeah. 14 years. It's a pretty big percentage of our lives. That's right, yeah. That we have accepted that this is community. And you see some good aspects to Facebook, but when it's the counterfeit and we're using it instead of actual community... Um, missing out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and so so we have this opportunity as the church to to show the world mm. a different way. And and I personally believe that uh, we are seeing more and more people worldwide realize, realizing this. Um, you know that that social media isn't good for them, mm. and it's not healthy. And you know we're hearing, hearing a lot more of that, even you know on the news and you know in articles and that sort of thing. Uh, but are we, the church, in a place where we are offering a different way? Yeah. I don't know that we are yet. No. No. But what an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you found, so with fasting, social media the last mm. week, have you found you've got more time for other things? Like, it's amazing how much time we lose in scrolling. I am definitely, if I'm tired at night, I'll scroll instead of reading a book. Yeah. No, I can... I've just read a massive book novel the last couple of weeks, and it's like, right, oh, right. I would have totally never finished it. Had yeah, yeah, that's interesting, eh? Yeah. yeah, I've definitely been a lot more active. I've been going for walks, um, and you know, uh, you know, I don't read books a heck of a lot, but listen, listening to to, to some podcasts, uh, definitely in the morning, I am, you know, reading reading my Bible yes. way more, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's been that's been really good. Yeah. And I'm actually not missing social mm-hmm. media. So you know, I'm starting to think, you know, is there a way that I can, uh, uh, you know, after 21 days or you know after 30 days, what, you know, am I going to pick it back up? Yeah, it could be actually be discussing having discussions with people and seeing what's happening in the world without checking Facebook to see what they're doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Send them a message. How you going? What's happening in your world? Yeah. 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 Have a concern. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and so I think you know, in, in a complex and busy world, the the power and the potency of the gospel is in its simplicity. And so, um, you know, if we are, um, and this is why I really want us to to really get a handle on the message of the kingdom versus you know the message of how do I get to heaven when I die, um, you know, because then. Let's be honest. If we, if that's how we sort of see the gospel and see this relationship with Jesus, that He's just Lord of the afterlife, then um, who cares about whether I do or don't connect with people, whether I do or you, you know, um, I'm just going to live my life and do my thing, and then you know, yeah. um, hopefully end up in the right place at the end. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, for me that you know. And certainly why connect with people that might be outside of that circle? 
Yeah. It's so easy yeah. for us to meet only with those that we like or that are like us. Mm. But when we're in church, we're a body. Yeah. There are actually other people that we maybe we need to connect with and encourage and learn from. Yeah. That we might not seek out. But actually, Jesus says, "You do this for me." You know, if you're feeding the poor, the hungry, that yeah, look after. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so one of the questions that I have is, how do we transition from, um, from being busy, and, um, and so creating margin? Mm. So we go, okay, I know this is not good for me, and I want to be a person who is engaging in mutual discipleship, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that this Sunday. What is mutual discipleship? Um, and engaging in mutual affection for one another and and that kind of thing. Um, so to be able to do that, I need to create create margin in my life. Uh, but how do I, and even as a church, if we do that, say, okay, this year we're going to create margin, so we're going to reduce you know, and simplify what we do as a church. The, the, the thing that concerns me is that we would create margin but then fill it with more of the world. Absolutely. So easy to do. Oh, freed up a night. Netflix. Um, I think we need to be really intentional about not filling up that margin with rubbish. Um, and I guess some people are inclined to schedule out time. Some people are happy to go with the spontaneous, but we need to decide what that time is for and what we're holding it. Setting apart that time. Yeah, that's a good good word or yeah. good phrase. Yeah. Set apart because that is, you know, so when we think about the whole, you know, the whole Roman sort of mm. story and, you know, I, I briefly talked about Romans 9 to 11 where Paul was really emphasising mm. the importance of Israel's story so that the Greeks and the Romans would, you know, not discard yep. the, the Jewish story. And actually, go. These people are equal. You know, we're mm. all equals. Um, but this idea that Israel was uh, called out or set apart for, right. on behalf of the world around them, yeah. that is the exact same call that the church has. Yeah. That we are called out ones, set apart for, on behalf of. So, so what would it look like for us to even have days, evenings? That we just call we we say these are set apart days. Yeah. And you know, obviously, the idea of Sabbath is mm. kind of that as well. You know, like a set apart day yeah. for God. Well, actually, for us <laughs> to rest. You know, yeah. um, and you know, but what if we had a set apart day for hospitality? That's it, and that's what we're creating in our house. We used to always have people at home. So then, when we used to run young adults ministry, there was always people around our table. Um, I guess we had the young people live with us as well. Like it was easy, it happened really organically. Um, the last few years we've been rubbish at it, and so this year we've made a decision. Thursday nights, that's when we're going to have people over for dinner. Right. I've started a calendar because if I've got a name in the calendar, that's that's who we're having for dinner. That's yeah. Um, yeah. Just being intentional. Right. About it, and because I think for me, part of the reason I stopped being so with the hospitality and stuff is that. We have a crazy house, it's chaotic, it's not always tidy, I'm working, but the house gets trashed in the days I'm working, trying to find, but the thing is, is people don't show up to see my house. 
Yeah, yeah. Radically ordinary hospitality. People just want to spend time with you. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's beans on toast, probably. Not yeah. at our house. But, you know, if that was the case, that's totally fine. People don't. They want to spend time with you, not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, eh? Because you'll know that when you go to other people's houses, you'll overlook you yeah, know, totally. the mess, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. you don't feel like that when people come to your house. No, no. And, and what, what is that? What's that about? Pride, let's kill it. <laughs> yeah, it is, eh? You know, like, it's, you know, is this a com- competition? Is this mm. a comparison? No, no, this is the church. That's right. Where we, um, you know, where we are devoted to one mm-hmm. another. So so when we're devoted to one another, we are embracing of one another's flaws and exactly. love each other anyway. Exactly. We're committed to each other. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's good. I, I, I like the idea of set apart as well. Um, I'll use this as an example. On on Saturday Saturday night, we went to Speedway as a family. Now uh, I go to Speedway every time it's on with Israel. That's that's our thing. Uh, and Ali doesn't particularly mm-hmm. enjoy it. But I wanted to bring Zeke. <laughs> um, but to bring Zeke, I also needed to bring his food food bags. <laughs> um, that, I don't know if that's offensive. But uh, so anyway, so Ali is coming to Speedway and she doesn't normally come and she doesn't particularly enjoy it. But uh, so during but during the day, um, I was I was working at a friend's house and I had Israel on the way home. We got some some snacks for Speedway, and Israel said to me, um, "I want to get one of those caramel puddings, Dad." And I said, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Just grab one and chuck it in the in the thing." Uh, but Israel's uh, celiac, so mm-hmm. he can't have gluten. I didn't realise he'd grabbed a a gluten one, and so we're about four thirty. Israel just starts power chucking everywhere at home. <laughs> so just everywhere, it was horrible. And so and so we were thinking, oh well, we can't go to you know he mm-hmm. can't go to Speedway because um, he's got a bug of some sort. Yeah. You know, we figured out finally oh, that it was actually the mm-hmm. the pudding that he had. Um, but anyway, Ali said to me. We've got to go tonight. I've been emotionally preparing for this whole week, you know, mentally preparing for the fact that we're going to go out tonight. And and so for her, like she she was you know prepared for that. And so you know, when it when it comes to like the busyness of life, I know for us sometimes um, when things are really busy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having someone come around can be quite stressful. Yeah. But if it was a set apart night, yeah. then you're emotionally, mentally prepared. On this night, we have people around, yeah. and I think that's, um, you know, that's that's really uh, maybe helpful for some people just yeah. to think of it that way. Um, and if you might be a young single person that might not live somewhere, you might rent in a house, and you might not actually have the ability to, um, to yeah, to host people yourself. You could go out, you could join up with another family or someone who does have a space, yep. like there's ways that you can resource hospitality in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like families don't be afraid to invite young single people along with what you're doing as a family. Yeah, um, yeah that's we, true. We had, I had a friend at Christmas who I spent some time with and so she just hung out with the family, she stayed for dinner, she played games with my kids yep. um, and it was great. I didn't have to take time out separately to go and meet with someone. Right. They just got absorbed into the family. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one of the things that's been uh, interesting for us this year, because we've um, bought a new home, and so uh, we're in a grove. We have the neighbours' mm. kids over all the time. Like our three houses are kind of like open door policy, <laughs> and the kids are running back and forth, and and that's you know that's been really cool. And 
something that we've um, we've always wanted to have, but it has it has taken us relaxing a little bit mm. about you know how the house looks and you know the neighbors are coming over whenever and that's yeah. fine and yeah and and so yeah I think there's some elements there that are, are worth thinking about um, you know even for our home is it a home that people uh, want to come to mm-hmm. what's the environment that we're creating yeah. in our home um, you know we we love to have worship music on all the time yeah. it's just sort of what we do but um, yeah you know is, I, I, I guess we we have somehow managed to create an environment where the neighbours are quite happy for their kids yes. to be at our house mm-hmm. anytime um, there's sort of, yeah and I think you know what would that look like as a witness absolutely you know if if all of us as a church had homes that were like that. You yeah, know, is that yeah. Yeah, yeah. My fridge is your fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Imagine then, our lives are busy, how do we choose what to say no to? Especially for those that are people pleasers, that say yes to every opportunity, even it may not be their assignment. Yeah. How do we put in those boundaries to create margin? We might have to let some people down. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, totally. And, um, you know, boundaries are really important. Mm. Um, uh, a Cunnington, she's got a book called yep. um, I Do Boundaries which is, um, I haven't read it, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. Um, Ali, Ali listens to her all the time, so, you know. But one, one thing that uh, we've certainly learnt with boundaries, uh, when you do set boundaries, uh, people may be upset yes. at you for setting boundaries. That is a really good indication of the people that have been taking advantage of you. Yeah. Uh, the, normally the people that get, get upset Absolutely. when you set a boundary. they something to lose when you set a boundary. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, so that's important to remember so if if that happens just you need to recognize that yeah. that actually it was probably an, an unhealthy there was some unhealthy expectations there mm. anyway yeah. yeah yeah but creating margin um yeah I, I i honestly think that we are i, I don't want to uh say something out of order or put something on people but I, I don't think we are as busy as we think we are it's true especially if we have time to scroll social media for yeah yeah I know there's been times when I've looked at the you know how much time you've spent on watch apps on your phone and that can be horrifying so like, yeah oh, yep and so this year part of my goal is to paint the inside of my house and it's like actually I've got time for that if I put if I'm what's what's priority yeah 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 and so you know so sometimes it's just we need to face the reality that maybe we uh, are using social media to hide from yep. you know uh, from things and I, I don't know I just I just really pray that we would be a, a community of people that just just disrupt those systems Absolutely. and uh, offer something that actually the world is hungry for mm-hmm. 
you know, if we're talking about, um, you know, being present. Yeah. Um, you know, people are hungry for people who are present. Absolutely. You know, people are hungry for people that will listen, mm -hmm. for people that will take the time for others and be present. And, and you know, one thing that I've always been, you know, is quite intentional about is whenever I'm having a coffee with someone is turning my phone off and turning it upside down. Yeah. Because I don't want to be glancing at my phone all the time. Because all, all I'm communicating is that actually, hey, I'm here with you, but there's something that's more important that's right. over here. Um, and, uh, and that doesn't communicate being present. No. And so, you know, what, what it would look like just to simply be present? Maybe a set-apart time. Start off with just a set-apart time. Yeah. On this night, even if it's just you and your wife yeah. or you and your kids, on this night, we are going to be present. Absolutely. And let that grow. Mm -hmm. You know, let that feed your soul and go, actually, yeah. going to bed tonight, I feel really good. That's right, because you've connected with someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've had some, you know, genuine connection with with people and you know with your kids or you know and then going okay what would it look like now to open that space up is it yeah to another family mm. or you know yeah someone in church or our neighbor or yeah and I think it's great when we're in I know there's a young person when I was in other people's houses I got to see how other people did life mm. and it helped me certainly growing up when I had my own family to go huh I don't have to do things the way my parents did it because yeah. I've seen some other, I've had modelled to me what family can look like yeah, in different yeah. environments. I get to choose actually how. Yeah. And and it is discipleship is being in each other's space and homes and seeing how other people. Yeah. 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 Do life. <laughs> I, I heard an interesting thing this week, and and it uh, made me think about um, how much we want to show our kids, uh, and it was the the idea that. Um, uh, for some families, maybe their children have walked away from God because they have felt like their parents have portrayed a perfect mm -hmm. uh, sort of life and, you know, everything's always good with God, no doubts, you know, we're full of faith and all that sort of thing. Um, and their children maybe go through something tough as a teenager or a young adult yep. and they feel like they don't measure up as mum and dad never doubted. Mum and dad never had any, you know, times of... Yep. of crisis or things like that and the importance of actually showing our kids the tough times with God as well mm. um, and I, I heard someone recently say as well that because uh, I was always told don't let your kids see you argue with your with right. your wife you know yeah. don't ever let them see you argue you know so so it's always like oh you know you go down to your bedroom or whatever yeah. Ellie and I never argue so it's not an issue for us but <laughs> <laughs> um, but this person said no or at the very least make sure they see you reconcile. Yes, absolutely. Because in hiding the bad part, yeah. you've hidden them from the good part. Absolutely. You know? And so, yeah, let your kids see you argue, but make sure they let you yes. let them see you reconcile together yes. as well. And they need to see what it is for someone to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. yeah. I got totally. the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's important. You know, when we're talking about hospitality, when we're talking about loving one another, caring for one another, this isn't a competition. That's right. This is not who's <laughs> got the nicest house. This is not about who does the best food. That's right. This is just about uh, embracing one another, faults and all, yep. letting people see the worst of us and the best of us. That's right. And, and, and the people that are closest to me, they've seen my house messy. Right. That's the thing too. Like, if yep. someone's a true friend of mine, They've seen my house yeah. at its worst because yeah. I've let them come in yeah. when it's yeah. chaos. You know, yeah. I'm not freaking out. Yeah, totally. Um, not yeah. having to hold a mask up. So, yeah, let people come visit. Yeah. Before you've done the vacuuming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let them turn up unannounced. Yeah, totally. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Give me 20 minutes notice. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I hope that this has been helpful for um, you if you're listening and we just want to leave you with a couple of questions or maybe a bit of a challenge this week um, I mean my my challenge for you or my my question would be where where is the margin mm. and uh, if that's something that you want to do and, and I think we have to we have to make the decision that this is a discipleship issue yeah um, and so if you are saying I want to be a Jesus follower I want to be a disciple of Jesus I want to live that life I want to partake in the divine yeah. nature then we have to intentionally create margin yeah, right. uh, are we being intentionally formed or unintentionally formed um, you, know, you know so where is the margin in your life and what is it that you need to do to yeah. create margin and maybe discuss that with your squad this week yeah where right. is where, how are you creating margin in your world that's good yeah do you have a question yeah Sarah? I was just saying well maybe uh, you know is there time in your week for hospitality Great. Um, I mean, yeah. Jesus modelled it in the sense that he was always on his way to dinner, or he was eating dinner, or he was, you know, like you read, like especially the Book of Luke, like this, yeah. Jesus is always eating. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, are there is there a family that you could have over for dinner? Could you chuck a roast in the oven before you come to church on Sunday with the intention of grabbing a family to take yeah, home? Like, yeah. where is there using that margin? But who can you show hospitality to? That's right. That's great. Very good. Well, I hope those uh, those questions and those challenges are good for you to chat about in your squad. Just remember, squads are about vulnerability, about accountability. So maybe, you know, um, be honest maybe about some of the margin that you are struggling with. Um, and then, mm. you know, be accountable with one another about hospitality and about creating that margin. I hope this has been uh, a, a blessing for you. Uh, have a great week. I look forward to seeing you again soon.